Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. What's the story coming up tonight for you on the show? Paranormal investigators here in Ireland have claimed to have photographed a ghost in a castle in Galway. They claim to have evidence now, so if you're a little bit sceptical, maybe they'll convince you that, hey, look, ghosts are real. Richard Morrison from Paranormal Supernatural Investigations Ireland is going to be on to talk more about that encounter and explain the evidence he claims is proof of the ghost living in the castle in Galway. He'll be on a little bit after 11 o'clock this evening. Also, uh, what are the biggest regrets you are going to have at the end of your life and what if anything can you do about them nice and miserable for you this evening talking about how you are going to wind up wasting your life if you continue in that relationship or continue working for that horrifically miserable boss listen uh, professor of psychology from Cornell University, Tim uh, Gliovich. He's going to be on after 10pm this evening, just letting you know what you can do about it now so you don't wind up uh, a miserable sod when you're 65, 70, giving out about your life in a bar somewhere, annoying everyone. Also, uh, Irish band Sky Fever will be on playing tonight's Poker Face. If you haven't heard that before, they'll tell you three stories about themselves, one of which is not true. You just have to try and figure out which one isn't the real story this evening. So that'll be on the way at 10 o'clock tonight. You can get in touch. Let us know what you're up to. Uh, the number 87 This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Sir Long with Play Blue, Ireland's favourite online adult shop. Visit playblue.ie today. FM 104. And great news, Saoirse. Oh, what's the great news? I love good news. It makes me very happy. And I love this music. This music alone is good news. So the good news here this evening, uh, if you missed last night's show, uh, I created an official list of enemies on a piece of paper, a notebook, after, you know, you discover certain things about um, people you work with (laughs) and they now become enemies. So the list yesterday started off with Sir Shalong being uh, enemy number one, but thankfully the list has grown. So the list of enemies has now grown to uh, Sir Shalong, Tara Murray, someone wanted to put rainless goo in there as well, (laughs) and Crossy. So listen, I'm going to be adding to my list of enemies for the entire week. So if there's anyone that you want, I I, I don't even have to know them. It doesn't matter. No one has to know them. Now, can I just say... Jump jump right in and drop us a WhatsApp. For anyone that's wondering why he has a list of enemies, because people have asked me, people at Instagram me yesterday going, why are you on his list of enemies? I'm on his list of enemies because I had a day off on Friday. You didn't. You were doing she the full show. She uh, murdered my, my pet cat that I've had for 12 years. She I came stole... over in the middle of the night and killed my cat. It's just <laughs> horrific. horrific. I stole all of your conditions. friends and I invited them all over and they all came over and we had loads of fun. But we invited you to come over after and you said, no, I've just ordered a takeaway. And then you felt like you weren't invited and then you put up this soppy post 
on Instagram saying, thanks for the invite. I am... What did you say? What was your exact words? I'm going to tell you what his exact comment was. When? When? On my post, under the lovely picture that we had put up, you said... And you got 10 people that liked this. This is the sympathy that people fall for with you, right? You said, wow. He's speaking the truth. Wow, I've never been more insulted. No, I haven't actually. So listen, I have a new official uh, list of enemies. If you would like to add someone to it, just because you, know, you don't like them. It can be anyone at all. 87 You're right. I'm going to post it online as well. I'm going to po- post the updated enemies list. <laughs> Online, just got to make sure that we're all above board here. We're all in transparency here in Room 104. Who did you add to the list? Uh, Tara Murray was suggested by Olivia. Uh, Rainless Goo, I can't remember who nominated in uh, Rainless Goo. And then um, Crossy is on that list as well. So, Why is Crossy on the list? Because he was at the party as well. Oh, just for being at the the party, party. he's on the list. Okay. So listen, that's the great news that I had today. Other great news as well is I haven't had one of these, I would say, in about 12 years. Um, was bold and just decided to get a bit of a snack box earlier on. And oh, my God. A snack box Tuesday from where? Tuesday takeaway. Uh, where is it? From Romeo's? Romeo's oh, down the road delicious. there? delicious. What was with today? Oh. Today was a really tiring day. And someone told me it was because of, I don't know, some scientific reason. The moon or something was doing something strange. I don't know. Yeah, scientific reason it was on the internet and that that for today must (laughs) be true, yeah. Someone told me that's why we're all tired today. Or groggy. It's very warm outside though. It wasn't sunny but it's quite clammy. Yeah, Um, uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. I think we are missing, here's the problem, the typical June leaving sort weather has disappeared probably because for the weather to be good in June in this country like it usually is you need to have suffering sweaty stressed out leaving search students mm. to you know change the atmosphere and we haven't gotten that and now you look out your window yesterday it was raining now it's a bit overcast and dull so the main reason why I think people wanted leaving searchers to do the exams was to guarantee the weather and now that you're not doing it anymore we get terrible terrible weather. Yeah, but that um, is always the way it is at this date in June because I remember doing the Leaving Cert, it was so hot the whole way and then I had to wait, I think it was 10 days for my music exam and then it was just, the weather was crap and then suddenly I did the, the music paper and it was lashing rain and then it just stayed like that. So it's really nice in May and the start of June and then it always turns bad. Yeah, then it gets bad. Listen... Um, if you want to like sweat it out, I don't know, stress yourself out if you're a leaving cert student, and to see will that change the weather, we'd be very much appreciative of, of it. Um, well, actually, that makes sense as well because there isn't really any exams because you know sometimes people, I, I don't know how the timetable has changed in the last couple of years, but some people were finished in like four days, and then like you, uh, you had a music exam. I had music and engineering last, so I had a, I think I, I think even think engineering was after music. Which was great because you didn't have to study. But then, yeah, there's a two-week lull of no one doing any exams or a week of no one doing any exams and the weather's terrible. And then when you get a little bit more stressed at the end of June, then it perks up again. Yeah. And then that whole thing, whether you were to go out on a night out because everyone else was finished and you had 10 days in between. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I did go out because 50% of the music exam was practical and we'd already done that. So we only had 50% to actually do on the day. So, uh, look, I got an A in music. It's grand. Oh, just humble that was the only dropping a, that in. The only A I got in my leaving cert, and my points after all of it were flipping terrible. <laughs> like, I got the worst amount of points you could ever imagine. So you can, you can just have a think of how I would have done in every other subject. Terrible. To average it out. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Um, right, and speaking of um, speaking of leaving certs as well, <laughs> let us know where you're not going on your leaving cert holiday this year because pretty much everything has been cancelled. You might have seen in the news today uh, certain people from the aviation indus- industry have recommended that uh, Ireland reopens sooner rather than later, but, you know, that was by people in the industry. <laughs> so, you know, they're always going to say, yeah, we're going to open now. It's fine, mm. happy days. But what I want to know is... Um, the global ranking for the most powerful passport in the world for this year, for 2020, has been has been uh, revealed on the Henley and Partners Passport Index. So I want to know, who do we think, which country has the best passport? Now, what we're talking about best passport is, it's a, a passport that will allow you into the maximum number of places and locations without needing a prior visa. So you know some places now, you obviously have to fill out a visa before you go, right? But what passport is the best, which which means, obviously, you can get into the most amount of countries without needing a visa. So let, let us know what you think it is. Uh, 087-67-97-104. I'll tell you how we do. Uh, the Irish passport is joint sixth. Yeah, I was going to say, we wouldn't be too bad. No, overall. no, we're good, we're good. Um, I can imagine the UK is pretty bad. They're probably getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know definitely. I mean? Let me see if I can see them here on the, uh, uh, on the list. Oh, well, they're, they're seventh. I'm Are not sure they? if they've dropped down a place. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. seventh, yeah. What about Not too bad. America? America is joint seventh with them as well, yeah. The oh, worst passport in the world that you can have right now. Any ideas? The worst. Uh, you know what? You know what? That's the, we're, we're, that's the question. I don't care about actually the, the, the best one. That's what I want to know. If you can figure out the worst passport that you can have in 2020 from what country? God, I don't know. You're not getting in anywhere if you have uh, one of these passports. I'm too scared to say. No, no. Um, is it a country that we would have visited? No, no. Again, it's a, it's a country you probably will never visit in your yeah, lifetime. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. Food for thought. Worst country in the world to have passport-wise. You will get into the least amount of countries with it. Ranked the worst. Ranked at 109th on its own. Only with... Uh, yeah, ranked 109. So let, let us know the, the worst country, the worst, weakest passport, I should say. The weakest passport in the world is from what country? Uh, and, you know, you could probably figure it out. 87 if you want to let us know. I, I think I know. Go on. Would it be somewhere like Afghanistan? Ah, uh, correct and right. Is it? No way. Correct and right. I heard yeah. something about that before. So, uh, yeah, Afghanistan is the worst. And then you have Iraq, Syria, Pakistan, Somalia, Yemen. Pretty much everywhere where there's a war going on. Or yeah, I was going to say obviously. Syria otherwise. Okay, so Afghanistan. Syria was wow. third last, Iraq, and then Afghanistan. So, um, yeah, you're not not the friendliest, best par- passports there. Afghanistan is the worst. But can you figure out which country then has the single greatest passport away on mm. its own? Can access the most countries without needing a, v- a visa. You hold this... You've got your passport privilege. Knockout. What about Canada? Canada. They've got to be Canada up there. Canada doesn't make the top five, six. It's ninth. Oh. Yeah, so it's only ninth. Not bad, I suppose, but. No, not bad. New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand is slightly better. One position. One position better in eight. Hmm. Is it a European country? Uh, no, I won't give any. I won't give any clues as of yet. But listen, uh, Afghanistan—the worst passport to have in 2020. But which is the single greatest passport? That if you have this, 
job done. Happy days. You're going to be uh, uh, allowed into as many countries or the most amount of countries without actually needing a visa. So which country holds the best passport uh, at the moment? 0876797104. A lot of people thought that. Uh, sorry, a couple of the guesses here that we had from a few people, one including Dean, what's the story? Thinking that the Chinese passport was one of the least or most restrictive um, and wasn't the best. No, China wasn't there. Like that's mad that it's mad that the North Korean passport is better than the Afghanistani passport. Yeah, actually. You know? Where's China now? I'm gonna try to find China on the list here now. Um I wouldn't like, say my the, guess, the my guess for the bad. best my guess for the best would be something like Sweden. Not a bad guess but not correct. Hmm. All this talk of uh, travel. A little bit later on, by the way, um, I want to do a quick travel segment this evening. Oh, on some of the uh, on some of the best places that you can visit on Google Maps. Oh, you know, that's Street a View. Great idea. Yes. <laughs> no Street View. So uh, I put together a list of some really actually cool places that you can visit on Google Street View. So you can pretend as if you've left your house, but also there's a load of places that do virtual tours inside their buildings, uh, and there's a couple of. Uh, couple of weird ones that we'll add to the list. So we'll have a little... I'm going to get my Catherine Thomas on and uh, bang that out and do that. So that'll be on a little bit later on. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about kind of traveling passports this evening as well is reminding us of that thing when you used to go to different countries and it was good. I can't find... Where's the Chinese passport here on this list? It is not... It is not in the top 10 and it is not in the top 20. Oh, I know what it is. Listen, hold off if you think you know what it is. We are, want to know uh, the single greatest passport in the world, right? 0876797104, the best passport to have. And not because it's, you know, like has a certain blue color or blue cover that you think is amazing. It allows you into the most amount of countries without needing annoying visas or annoying paperwork. So let us know what you think it is. Drop us a WhatsApp for free. 0876797104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Sisha here on uh, Room 104. Still to come a little bit later on, Irish, uh, I was going to say ghost investigators, or paranormal <laughs> investigators claim to have uh, photographed a picture of a ghost in a castle in Galway. So Richard Morrison from that group is going to be on a little bit uh, later on. We'll get back to some of the answers to your question, which was, oh sorry, the question I asked before, do we know, all this talk of travel today, do we know, or do you know what the country is with the single best passport in 2020? So the passport that will allow you into the most amount of countries without needing a visa. The most powerful passport in 2020. 0876797104. I just saw this. We have to mention this briefly. Obviously, our corona cases are, are heading in the right direction and we're kind of reducing our, our case numbers and we're easing restrictions and that's all good. But did you see there was nine cases of coronavirus in children between the ages of under the age of four, seven cases between the ages of five and 14, and 25 cases in the 15 to 24 bracket, 35 cases in the 25 to 34 age bracket in the last 14 days. I just, I just thought we should, you know, quickly mention that. Yeah, the virus is going away. Put the old masks on, lads, even mm. if you're, even if you're young. Because <clears throat> again, we keep thinking. Um, at least, it's an I, old you know, persons. Yeah, it's an old. If you're old and if you're unwell and if you're sick, that's all you need to be worrying about. But no, sure, we were chatting a, a couple of weeks ago to seventeen-year-old Dublin guy who actually contracted it as well. But I, I didn't think for some reason in my mind, I didn't think it even went. That that young kid seemed to have been in many ways less susceptible than other age groups but just a quick reminder she's still out there and also when it comes to travel as well I think more people 
tons of people want to, I think, travel and go away and get out of the country as soon as they can, but the most amount of cases recorded in a single day uh, today and yesterday. So cases globally are exploding. The United States in Brazil and in some other countries in, in Asia and in uh, Africa as well. So just again, I suppose I don't want to go back. I don't think you want to go back a no. step or go back into lockdown and have to do this all over. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Leo's going to be running out of movie quotes at this stage to come back and try and make us swallow a pill where, lads, we unfortunately have to go back to phase one. So, uh Sorry about yeah. that. Fingers so, crossed uh, we don't. So yeah, keep washing your hands and wearing your face mask when you're out and about and all the rest of it. And keep yeah, your and distance because they're yeah. saying how important that is. Emotional distance. Keep emotionally distance <laughs> and the physical distance will follow afterwards. No, Do not worry about it. No. Stay emotionally yeah. connected. Always. <laughs> Uh, no, right, I, I so just, I just, I, sorry, I just thought that that was mad anyway. That uh, if you want to see more of that information and more COVID information, you can get that up on fm104.ie. Now, I know you were saying that North Korea obviously should be one of the worst passports you can carry, obviously. Um, well, I suppose, yeah, I don't even know why I think that. I just think they're such a restrictive country that I, I'm not even sure do they allow people out of North Korea. Probably I know not. you can get some people in, but I'm like, when's the last time you spoke to someone from North Korea? Yeah, exactly. You, you, you wouldn't. But now I'm thinking maybe South Korea is one of the best passports you could have. Ah, just out of spite. They're mm. just like, ah, North Korea, we're going to... No, they are, they're third. The third best passport is South Korean. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so they are up there. What about Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland, um, no, not in the top three or four, anyway. Oh, or Germany, so, Germany. Um, Germany, Germany a joint there? third as well. They're joint third with uh, Korea, South Korea, I should say. So best passport in the country, 0876797104. Uh, tons of texts coming in here as well. I think as soon as we like to hear... Uh, travel. We're all like, please, come on, please, come on. Uh, Jacinta says, Denmark. Is it Denmark? No, it's not. They're up there. They're definitely one of the best uh, passports, but it's not Malaysia. Now, that's a good guess in from Cho, I think. Um, how do you pronounce C-H-O-I? Is it Cho? We'll say Cho. I, I, apologies yeah. if I'm butchering your name. Um, let me know how to pronounce it properly if I am. It's not Malaysian passport. So, um, How about um, Singapore? Oh, you're good. Singapore second. Oh, second. Oh, yeah. I think we're. I think I know what number one is now. Uh, heading in the right direction. Okay. Good evening, Rachel. Uh, I'd guess that the Irish passport is the best. It's easy to get into the EU, Britain, and the US, and that comes from Rachel. May not be as easy getting into Britain after the whole. Well, no, no it should be. It still should be after the whole Brexit thing. But uh, Rachel, uh, Irish passport is sixth. We are the sixth best. Still very passport. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad at all. That's a solid position. We we share it with uh, a few other uh, a few other European countries. I don't want to give away just yet. Uh, <laughs> please don't tell me that the best passport is British, Donna Dublin. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's not British, and it is not South African either. That was your other guess. Let me see. Is the best country to have a passport? Uh, Swedish is Swedish the best passport? Comes in from Ruri. Is it Sweden? Because again, any time we're talking about standard of living, quality of life, all those good things. Uh, you know, we like to think of those Scandinavian countries that do well, but uh, not. Sweden is, is sixth as well. Our passport. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is just as good as the Swedes. Oh, that's interesting. There we are now. Yeah, there we are yeah. now indeed. I like so, that. Uh, yeah. no one, no one, no one yet. Uh, nail on the head. Just want to know the single best passport in the year 2020. Which country do you think has the best passport? We are sixth, and the Brits. Where are the Brits? They're seventh. So we have that over on them. I think we'll be happy now. We can just actually. We'll stop this conversation right now. We bet the Brits in their passport game. Happy days. Uh, the United States is also seventh as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. I still haven't found... Someone said where was China? Uh, where did they rank? And they're not... I can't find them here in this huge list. Oh, every, every single country. Where is China? No, it's down, down a good bit. It's worse than Oman, Thailand, Saudi Arabia. China is 70th. There we go. China is 70th. They have the 70th best or worst passport, whichever way you want to look at it. Listen, let us know what you think the answer is. Best passport to have in the world. 87 104 We'll take a couple of more guesses. Um, after the hour break, we'll be back with music with Ed Sheeran and Khaled. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Okay, good evening. Cormac and Sir here on FM 104. Uh, we are talking about the single, well, the best passport in the world. Which country has the best passport in the world? A lot of talk today about travel restrictions being eased and, and limited here in this country. If you want to get the full details, fm104.ie for you there. But um, the Irish passport has been ranked the sixth best one in the world. And when we define best, we're talking about your ability to go to as many different countries without needing a visa. So which which country has the best passport with regard to that? If you want to have a guess or you think you know, 87 Mm-hmm. I think I definitely know what it is now. Okay, don't give I it think away. I won't give it don't, away. Don't, don't say it just yet, okay? Ronan has said, is it Australia? No, it is not Australia. Good answer, though. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. But do they have a good passport? I mean, what does that... Uh, like... Because yeah. I know it, it can be difficult getting in there, can't it? You have to... They not do have them. to have a visa for Australia. Well, not for them. They're grand, actually. They're absolutely fine. For us. For us. Where are Australia on the on the list? Are they in the top ten? 
Let us have a look here now. Ooh. So you said no, New Zealand is in the top ten. New Zealand is eighth. Australia is ninth. So they're, they're okay. joint ninth, ninth with Canada. See, I would have thought Canada was much further up. Because they have a surprised. nice present with a nice beard. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Denmark? Uh, Denmark, someone, yeah, someone mentioned Denmark already. Denmark are in fifth. So Denmark have the fifth best fifth. passport in the okay. world in 2020. And what about Italy? Ooh, fourth. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I didn't think that now. Okay, now I'm definite on number one. Because I feel like I've named all the European countries that I think would be up there. I have named the ones that are definitely not up there. Yeah. So there's one left in my head. Okay, don't say it just yet. Uh, Gracie, what is the story? She says, hi, I'm South Korean, which is third. I used to live in Singapore, which is second. And now I'm living in Ireland, which is number six. I think the number one is... I think you might have gotten that right, Gracie. I'm not going to reveal the answer just yet. Uh, what has you travelling around so much? You because she can. Fancy job. I know, but yeah, yeah, she's just banging out her passports left, right and centre, going, out of my way. I got this passport. So are you saying that it's a good idea maybe to travel to this country, give birth, <laughs> have your child have this passport, and then come back again? You can do that if you want. Yeah, a lot of effort just for a decent passport. I mean, you know, we're not too far off the top anyway, but you, you can do that if you want, yeah. So can you just tell us where this passport can take you? Stress Anywhere you want. Literally anywhere? Uh, well, like not how anywhere. How many destinations, like? Um, how many destinations? Let me see. It just, let me just see if I can find this particular country and it'll, it'll let us know how many... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for this. I don't want to say it out loud while I'm thinking. Um... Ranked first in 2020, 191 destinations visa-free. Oh, wow, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Why is that, by the way? Before you reveal what it is, like, why do they get free reign? I don't know. I've absolutely no idea. They're just, maybe they're just sound and they don't have any, they don't have any trade wars or um, disagreements with too many countries. These are questions I need answered. I know. I will say. Hmm. Let's see. And uh, we can, if you have an Irish passport, you can go to 186 destinations visa-free. You can go to, let's see what countries we can go to. The Vatican, which is considered a country, I think pretty much everyone can go to the Vatican without a passport. But we can go to places like Bangladesh and Cambodia, um, Malaysia, we can go to the Philippines, Singapore, yeah, loads of places. Yeah, we, we are quite lucky in that way. Um, Fairness. Is it the UAE? It is not the UAE. Thanks for that. Gabor? Hmm. A few people have said the UAE. Did we say uh, Austria? Uh, no one has said Austria yet, I do not think. Is it Switzerland? Then from Peter. Peter, good evening. What's the story? How are things? Um, <laughs> how do you pronounce this name? Is it Keenan? It's like Keen with an A-N after it. And is that a guy's name or a girl's name? Keen with an A-N after it? It's, no, it's like... Is it Keen? Yeah, it's Keen. It's Keen with an A-N after it. Oh. Maybe they're just trying to emphasize the Keen. <laughs> Keen-n-n-n-n. It's a lovely name. 
Keenan. Sorry. Keenan. Keenan. Is there meant to be a father in that now that you just couldn't put in because <laughs> it was on your WhatsApp? Keenan, cut in scale. Originally said Singapore passport. No, it's pretty. It's a pretty good. Where's Portugal good on the list? <laughs> Where is Portugal on the list? Let's go back now. Is Portugal on the list? Is what I want to know. Uh, yeah. It is, yeah. It is... I'll fly through this now. Eh? Portugal. There we go. Portugal is ranked sixth as well. Same as us. 186. Solid. Okay. Yeah, I know. Hmm. So how many people have actually correctly guessed... About a bazillion. <laughs> this I'd be so devastated if I'm wrong. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we've a ton, a ton. Uh, Keenan, you are correct and right after, on your second guess. Who else has gotten that right? Uh, Ayushi? Ayushi, am I saying that correctly again? You're usually pretty good at Ayushi. pronouncing names. Ayushi, and then Maraid. Why are you called Ayushi and then Maraid? This is getting confusing. Uh, Gary has gotten it right. Daryl, yes, you were correct and right as well, sir. Uh, we got a random text in here from Alex. What's the story? Alex has gotten it correct. Uh, Gabor got it correct on a second one. Gracie, yeah, you, you, you've nailed it now. I didn't realize Japan was so well known for it. Is it, of course, from Chloe Japan! as well? Japan! There you go. The Japanese passport is the best passport to have in the year 2020. Wow, that's cool. I've never I been love- there. I really want to go. I would love to go to Japan, but yeah, it just so looks like one of the most expensive places in the world to go. I think actually, it was like he was ten, our friend. Sorry, ten years ago when they actually had those toilets that self-cleaned your ass. <laughs> like, imagine going to the toilet. You don't need toilet paper. It literally does it for you. So that's how uh, Saoirse will measure the quality of a place. She'll be like, <laughs> well, what is the toilet cleaning uh, index when it comes to self-cleaning of your bum? Um, that's how I judge every single country. Um, no, there you go. Listen, uh, everyone pretty much got that right. If anyone has ever been or lived in Japan, will you let us know what the crack is? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Is it expensive? I'm trying to think. Let's see. It is. Um, it is expensive. I'll tell you why. Because my friend is married to a solicitor, actually, and he went and did like a year placement thing over there, and mm. you should have seen the size of his accommodation. I mean, it was like a box. And I, I can't remember how much it was, but it was stupidly expensive. But it was honestly the smallest room I've ever seen. They have, the Japanese were the first to have those kind of, how would you describe them? Like the hotel rooms that are just like small slots in the wall. They're not oh, even yeah. cubicles. They're like stacked on top of each other. It's just like you rent a bed that's, how do you, how do you describe, what are they called? I've seen them on fancy travel programs before. Yeah. They're like, um, not cubes, um, something Yeah, I can't like that. think of the word. They're just like yeah. little holes in the wall that you can uh, hire or rent. Um, but yeah, there you go. Japan with the, best, uh, with the best passport in the country. I'm looking at the cost, the comparison of living when it compared Japan to Ireland as well, right? Um, Japan, consumer prices 10% higher. Uh, although this is funny, right? Because consumer prices, including rent, it's more expensive to live in Ireland than it is to live in Japan at the moment. <laughs> wow, that's bad, isn't it? Oh, uh, God, it's so miserable, isn't it? So absolutely miserable that... Um, we although, should be ashamed. Although, you know, the cost of uh, your 
food and probably clothes and drink over there is more expensive. When you add in our beautiful rent situation and mortgage situation over here, yeah, we are more expensive than Japan, which is kind of depressing. Look at this. Oh, my God, this is horrifically disgusting. And I don't know how... This is off a website called numbeo.com, so it's just comparing cities. So I don't know how accurate this is. But rent prices in Ireland are 58% higher than in Japan. (laughs) Restaurant prices in Ireland are 56% higher than they are in Japan. Uh, Grocery food is cheaper here by about 30%. And uh, local purchasing power in Ireland is 6% lower than it is in Japan. So listen, the main things there is when you take into account food and rent and restaurants, we are about 50-60% more expensive than living in Japan, which is kind of miserable and depressing. That's very sad. (laughs) Isn't it? Because in my head, Japan is just this unattainable place that you'll never be able to afford to live. And then it's like, yeah, but you're living in Dublin. Like, oh, oh, please. Yeah, I forgot about that. Lovely. You should be ashamed. Awful. (laughs) God. So there you go. You can go to Japan and rent for cheaper. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this. I need to win something. I just moved from Canada during COVID. I guess Japan and I need a win. (laughs) There you go. You've won. Why, why, Jane, why did you move from Canada over here? Was it for a man? Was it for a job? Was it for uh, just a a change of things? Um, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They are called capsule hotels. Oh, Ah. capsules, yes. Rob, Rob, thanks for that. Have you ever stayed in one? They're very claustrophobic looking. No, I haven't. Or Jordan has said pods. Pods or capsules, we'll take both. Lee out and Rainey. Yeah, pods is what I was actually thinking. Pods, yeah, a lot of people saying uh, pods as well. How many people have ever stayed in a pod? I've seen a couple of videos online, a few of the reviews of them, and they might be grand for a little bit. I think they'd be fine if you were exhausted and needed to go in for a nap for an hour, but I don't know if you could live in one for a week. Imagine a But it smell. is technically a bed, isn't it? Well, it's just a bed. It's a, it's a bed you could probably sit up in. It's like yeah. an enclosed hostel bed, kind of, isn't it? But it's really claustrophobic, isn't it? Like, would you not feel well, really, yeah. really, really stuffed up? No, I'd be fine space-wise. I wouldn't mind it at all. But if you are claustrophobic, you're going to have a bad time. You'd you'd be guaranteed you're probably having a panic attack. Imagine if you... Oh, my God, I would. Keenan said it's it's like a coffin. It kind of is like a coffin, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's not worth it. Bring in some rosary beads. Play a bit of of music in the background. Play a bit of uh, hallelujah music. And just be there in your Japanese place going, here we go. Although too happy for a funeral, but like bit of <laughs> bit of hymns, bit of church music in your in your pod, in your little um, uh, pod over in Japan, you'd be grand. Happy days, um, right? Listen, thanks for the text that came in there. The first person who actually did get that correct was because I have pinned her her tweet in. Uh, was in fact Jenna was in fact you. So listen, if you would like some demotivational room one hundred and four beer mats, you have won them this evening. Send us on some some send us on your deets and we'll get we'll get in touch and get those uh, out to you sooner rather than later. Still to come on the show, we're going to be chatting with uh, Sky Fever musicians. Uh, they're on to play Poker Face at ten o'clock. Three stories about themselves. If you can figure out which one is a lie, well then you win. It's as easy as that. On the way in the next few minutes, though, a beautiful travel guide on places that you can go around the world from your own home, mainly through Google Street View because they're the only really holidays we're, we're having at the moment. So listen, the strangest virtual tours that you can take. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Uh, I just want a quick update because I've been getting a couple of messages in about people I need to add to my list of enemies. Oh, go on. I'm still <laughs> so there, I, am I? 
uh, you, you're still there, so I have a, a list of enemies because everyone needs to have a book with a list of enemies in it. Uh, the first person I have on it is obviously Sir Shalong, but <laughs> I've opened it up to you. So if anyone has, has just anyone, you just don't like them, I'll add it to the list of enemies and post it online on my Instagram. Uh, it's Emmett. <laughs> this is a great shout, Emmett. Emmett said, the kid who fell off the top level of, Qu- of Quasar broke his arm and then no one was allowed on the top level ever again. They're going on it, yeah. Kid who broke arm in, in Qsar, Quasar. Quasar. Uh. I don't remember that. What do you mean? I used to go. I used to go for every. Uh, is that the Quasar, the the play thing Warning. that I went as a child? Warning. Return to Energizer. Oh, it was so good though, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I f- flipping loved that. Wait, so some kid fell off the top of what? Well, it's not all in on the one, one level. Of the- in one of the places, I can't remember where the quasar was. Maybe it was the one in Kulak. There, I do remember there being an upper level. I definitely remember going upstairs and going upstairs in a thing. The one in Blanche is only ever on a ground level. And I can't remember where the other quasars, Qsars are. Where are the other leisure plexes? It was quasar. Is that still know, they going? They keep calling it Qsar. Come to Qsar at leisureplex. Do they? I think they tried to call it that. And everyone's like, it's quasar. That's come on now. Or laser tag. No, quasar. Quasar, yeah. God, I don't know. I only ever went to the one in Kulak, but that was every birthday party. I had my birthday party there. I went to every single other person's birthday there. But I don't remember top level. Maybe the boy had fallen previous to me going, so I didn't know any different. There you go. Maybe this is what happened, Emmett. Stick him on the list. He's probably about 40 now. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so Alan has just said, "Can you slap Tom Selleck on it?" I mean, yeah, fair enough. It doesn't say why. You just mustn't like, uh, mustn't like Tom Selleck. But there you go. Um, if you've oh, any Tom. other people uh, that you would like to add to uh, the list of enemies, <laughs> this will get out of hand now, and someone's going to complain. Some Karen's going to complain about it now on on, on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. How dare they have a list of enemies? That's that's technically hate speech, is it? Enemies. Here, will, anyway. you, will you just stick my cat on it as well, quickly, because she keeps peeing in the corner and it keeps going under. The washing machine. So now anywhere near there just smells like pee. Yeah, and she's I added to the list. It. I can't move she's it to clean, so it just smells like pee constantly. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, so um, she, she is added to the list. Listen, anyone else, you can either yes. drop me an Instagram or you can WhatsApp us right now, 0876797104. Uh, the list will continue to grow. Who Who is your enemy? Who do you want added to the official list of enemies here on FM 104? Okay, now for something a little bit different. I, we, I just want to do a little travel feature here on the show, but I've got my Catherine Thomas head on and I've even gotten the music. I just feel like saying, I just feel like saying, two nights at B and B, staying in the lovely seaside town of Sandy Cove, will cost you about eighty-eight <laughs> euro a night. But we were able to get somewhere cheaper just off the beaten track. And then someone else is going to go. The food the locals eat is great, but finding somewhere just outside the main tourist attraction is definite. If you want to get yourself a nice bargain, they love so, that off the beaten track. That was her favorite yeah, line. What, what, what was her? What was the program called? I think it was No Frontiers, wasn't it? Was it? I think Heaven so, knows yeah. no frontiers. I right, think it okay. was no frontiers. I used to watch it all the time. I loved her on it. But I was really right. jealous and I decided that's what I wanted to be when I grow up. I want to go on holidays and get paid for it. This it's is the dream. Blogging. Yeah. It is the dream. Um so you know, Catherine, we're coming for your job, okay? I know you're on to you've moved on to bigger and better things, it doesn't matter, but we're coming for your job. No. Okay. Um okay, we're doing um this is a small little 
travel guide and because you can't travel anywhere for the foreseeable, well, for the next couple of weeks anyway without quarantine, without lockdowns, I decided I put together a list of virtual travel destinations that you can go to, that you can take tours around either on Google Street View, which aren't too bad, or places that actually have actually have virtual tours so you can go on your laptop and uh, travel to some of these places. So um, the first place that I would recommend highly is over in Paris. Ooh, now I've been to Paris once, very expensive, and I stupidly paid for a three-star hotel, which was really, really stupidly expensive, and I had a huge hole in the roof of the bathroom. Well, there you go. Well, there you go, yeah. That's why if you are going to Paris, you might want to check out uh, some of the reviews online and make sure to go for a four-star, otherwise you get a hole in the roof like Saoirse Long did. No, uh, if you don't want to go to Paris and you're not going to be able to go to Paris, okay, one of the main attractions uh, that are over there are the catacombs. Oh, yeah. Did you go to the catacombs? Uh, no, I just went to the Eiffel Tower and I was really disappointed and it was too cold, <laughs> so I wanted to go home. <laughs> well, that, that's I, I the catac- It's meant to be romantic and I kicked up the biggest tantrum hissy fit you would ever see. We broke up after we came home. Why? Because he was just annoying me. He wanted to stay in the cold and show me the Eiffel Tower and I didn't want to. Such a bitch. He <laughs> planned that for months to bring you to the most romantic city in the world. And you're like, I'm cold and hungry. It was oh, January. Come on. Okay, in like, fairness, yeah. I've seen a picture. Like He sh- could have showed me a picture and I would have been delighted to see that. Didn't want to be there. <laughs> right, so the, the other thing, one of the other main things you can do in Paris is go to the, to the catacombs, which isn't really that romantic because it's where hundreds of thousands of dead people were buried. And it's just full of thousands and thousands and thousands of skulls. Um... Uh, thousands of skulls that have been there and, and there's tons of obviously mileage underneath the ground but they do a virtual tour of the catacombs so what you can do is you can just head on over and google uh, virtual catacombs uh, virtual catacombs tour it'll take you to the website and you just click through and you can go into these 360 degree pictures and videos and it'll take you through the whole catacomb so you don't have to queue up for hours you don't have to fly off to Paris you don't have to have worried about wearing a mask and have anyone coughing on you and you can go to the, the catacomb tour it's actually pretty good it's pretty grim like I'm, I'm currently on it right now and the walls are just stuffed from the floor to the ceiling with bones oh that's creepy yeah it's a little creepy but it's good and it's different yeah, definitely. I like that idea. I would do that so, virtually. Yep. So it's free, by the way. You don't have to pay for any, for this virtual tour. And uh, you can see pretty much everything. And it's cool because it does have like the street view where it has th- a 360 degree viewing thing. So you just move your mouse around the screen and you can uh, read the signs that are on the wall and you can uh, see the catacombs. But they're actually very, <laughs> they're really creepy. It's like to, to separate out the... Uh, to separate out the actual bones, they've just lit different layers of skulls and stuff. If you've been there, you'll probably have seen it. it might be weirder in, in person, but the catacombs is uh, Saoirse ringing me back here now. Uh, the catacombs is your first destination on um, the catacombs is the first destination there on our virtual tour around the world because we can't actually go anywhere. The second destination now, <laughs> I, I suppose I've, t- I've started off with a couple of grim ones here. Okay, the second destination yep. is Chern- Chernobyl. Oh, and okay. You, you can go to the city in Chernobyl where the explosion took place back in the 1980s, obviously the devastating explosion that took place. Um, and you can actually walk around the entire small city that is there and you can actually walk into the reactors on Google Street View and you can see how nature has completely overgrown everything and you can walk around all the streets in Chernobyl. It, it is obviously a little bit grim, but it's obviously much safer. Some people try and do this actually... Uh, there's still like Chernobyl tours. People still travel there and visit there and go there. 
but it's mm. kind of obviously a little bit safer. And you can do this right now. And you do that on Google Street View, by the way. So if you just put in into Maps, you type in Chernobyl, it'll bring you to the city. It'll show you the excluded zone on a red kind of outline, which people are not allowed in because it's still too radioactive. But clearly they just sent in one of their little robot dudes to kind of go it. But uh, Chernobyl, go and do it. It has um, the monuments there and it has it even has marked down on the map, it has the reactors that are there that you can kind of go and visit and walk around. So that's the second thing you can do from the comfort of your own home. That is a little miserable. There's two miserable ones to get them out of the way, but it's a little bit culturally um, culturally sensitive as well. A little bit happier, right? <laughs> Here's a little bit happier place for you to go. They talked about this the last couple of days. The world was meant to end two days ago because the Mayan calendar ended on, I think, the 21st or the 22nd of June, right? Oh, Okay. And people are like, oh my God, the world's going to come to an end. They say it's not coming to an end. But what you can do uh, is go to the Mayan temples on Google Maps and you can virtually go around uh, the entire place and see some of the temples that are over there. Um, and obviously the world hasn't ended. But you can do a street view and get a satellite view and you can walk around all of the uh, Mayan temples over in uh, in Mexico. So if you type in Mexico's Mayan runes into Google Maps, you'll be able to then put it into street view, walk around the whole place and see the beautiful temples from the old uh, Mayan civilization there. Joe, this is a really good idea for anyone who might even be afraid of travelling or afraid of flights and stuff. To be able to see a certain place that has loads of history to it and you don't have to go and be there physically but you're you're getting to have a nice little insight into it. It's really nice. Yeah, like and what will make what will make this a little bit better as well in the few, next few years if they do this is if you have VR, a VR goggles, VR headset, so that you'll just be able to look around yourself. You only need to use a mouse and it'll be much more immersive experience. Uh, so that's Mexico's Mayan ruins are some are a place that you can go and check out on Google Street View and see it and see the amazing architecture and temples that have been left there. The other place over in the United States is the Grand Canyon, which you can take oh, a little virtual lovely. trip through. Uh, I've yeah. never been to the Grand Canyon. No, I haven't either. I'd love to go. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing. You just bang it in, Google Maps, and you take a little tour, and you do a little street view, and there you are. Bang, straight in. Uh, and I'm on it now. It looks, again, it's just it's insane. Um, you can go t- walking through all the different parts of the canyon and take it on a little street view and go for a little stroll. And then, again, you don't need to spend thousands on getting yourself over to America um, with that one. And then the final one, the final one is a very, very weird one. I've heard of this before, and it's apparently been the basis for a lot of video games and a lot of movies. But have you heard of Centralia? No, I haven't. Okay, Centralia was a small town in the United States, which was in Pennsylvania. And it is now a no-go area. You can't actually go in here anymore because apparently back in the day, years ago, they were dumping rubbish and accidentally have you ever heard of this if you dump too much rubbish sometimes the fumes can build up and you can actually start a fire underneath huge 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 mounds of rubbish and you can never put it out it'll just continually burn for 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 years on end right this town in the main street in centralia over in pennsylvania the a co- an old coal mining shaft that still had a load of coal in it underneath the town went on fire and has been burning for like 50 years 
And then residents thought it was absolutely fine. They were initially they were like, "Listen, it's no big deal. It's burning underground, and don't worry about it." But then, obviously, fumes started leaking up into the town on the surface, and then a massive sinkhole appeared, and a young teenage boy uh, fell into it. And then everyone was like, "Okay, we can't actually live here." So now the town has been. There is no town there anymore. There was a law passed in the early 2000s. The last remaining residents were allowed to stay there, but uh, the government, there's only like six people who live there, down from a couple of thousand, obviously, years ago before this all happened. So the last remaining people are allowed to live. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.